Welcome to the Faith Christian Fellowship of Montego Bay's podcast. We are reaching for His glory through building and teaching. I hope you are encouraged and edified by this message. The resurrection of the Lord Jesus speaks to hope. The big takeaway of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ is hope. The word hope really means expectation. And when we talk about in the context of the kingdom, it is confident expectation. So what the resurrection of Jesus Christ did and gave us is hope. In other words, we have an expectation of the future now. Because Prior to the resurrection, we were dead in sin. We had no hope, no future. But the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ has given us expectation of a future. He's given us hope that we can live. So because he lives, I can face tomorrow. See, because he lives. There is a hope. There is a tomorrow. And it's a hope that we have to hold on to with all that we have. Because in fact and indeed, it is the only real hope that man has. Hope is the fuel of life. It is what energizes you. You see, If there is no hope for a salary, you would quit your job, most of you, the next day. Because your expectation for going 9 in the morning and leaving 4, waking up 5 a.m. in the morning to get to work and all of that, the expectation that surrounds that is the salary. I mean, you can always say, Well, it's not this and that, but that's the expectation. Where there is no expectation, if you hear that the company is in bankruptcy and there is no expectation of a salary anywhere in the near future, you're going to think about whether you're going tomorrow or not. So expectation, if you will like. And in the pursuit of life in God and life in general, what the resurrection did for us is to give us expectation so that our life can be fueled as it relates to our future and what is before us. And so we thank God for that hope. So continuity in the pursuit of joy and happiness is because you expect that that will come one day. It's hope that fuels that. Continuity in the pursuit of financial freedom is about hope, expectation. The reason why you work so hard and you sacrifice so much is because you are expecting and hoping for financial freedom one of these days. 
the continuity in the pursuit of uh, serving the Lord is about the hope that we have in him. Bible says, if in this life only we had hope in Christ, we're of men most miserable. So everything that you think about, dream of, would not be possible without the resurrection. Without hope, dreams, aspirations, purpose, destiny have no meaningful place. But thank God this morning that because of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, we have a hope that will not make us ashamed. Hope is hinged on the ability to produce results. So the expectation or hope that you have is hinged on the ability to produce results, the ability to meet the expectation. So where there seem to be no real possibility of producing meaningful results, people will lose hope. People keep going and you promise them that certain things are going to happen, certain things are going to change, and over an extended period of time, it doesn't change. People lose hope because your word is what their expectation was hinged on. And when you can't produce the results, people lose hope. People will commit to things, but if the results are not forthcoming, they will lose hope. Where expectations are constantly disappointed, people will lose hope. And that is why it is so important to remember that the word of God never fails. That's why you can always have hope in God because God's ability to produce meaningful results, to keep his word, to meet expectations is like none other. He, he comes through on our behalf all the time. The week of the activities of Easter is one of the most powerful weeks in human history. The events of that Easter week change the status of man from negative to positive. The events of that week change the status of man from hopeless to hope. The events of that week change the status of man from darkness to light. And so forevermore, 
our position has been transformed. We have been realigned and given hope, expectation because of the activities of that very, very powerful week called Easter, the death, burial, resurrection, and ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad this morning that your status has been changed? Praise God. You see, we're going through, still through this pandemic thing. And if you are ever tested positive, you look forward to when you can get a negative test. You know, it's a kind of a switch. You don't like negative. We don't do negative, but it's the one time you want to be negative. But God changed our status in the right way from negative to positive. So all of a sudden, even though people didn't like you, didn't care for you, you didn't have money and this and that, all of a sudden you can have a look at life in a way that you never dreamed of because of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Some of you should not be sitting here. Some of you shouldn't have education. Some of you shouldn't be driving cars and having have houses. The enemy has put so much pressure on some of you, uh, some of you mind that you should have been walking down the street crazy. But the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ said, no, I've got him in the palm of my hands. No, I've got her in the palm of my hand. And I've already changed that status. So God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. So that you can wake up in the morning and declare, yes, I'll rise again. Ain't no power on earth can tie me down because I know who I am. Thank God for the resurrection. I want to read a scripture that you probably never expected on resurrection day. But let's link it and see what it is saying to us, what God has in the scripture for us this morning. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, a scripture that many of you know. Let's read. For I know God, God is speaking. Let's get that. God himself is speaking. Put this word in the heart of the prophet Jeremiah to speak to Israel. And he said, I, God, know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Can we read that together? 
For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. I want you to point at somebody like you're serious, almost like you're going to fight them. No, no, no fighting, but just point at someone in the building. Just point at them and look at them and read the scripture to them. Read it. Let's go. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Praise the Lord. Now, watch this. God spoke this word to Israel while they were in captivity in Babylon. That means, another way of saying it, they were in prison with no hope of coming out. So, ain't no future in the natural for them. They were in Babylonian captivity being oppressed. I mean, they were in bondage and the Babylonians were not very pleasant to, pleasant to them. And while they were in the shackles of captivity, God spoke to them and said, although you are in this situation, I'm telling you right now that I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Thoughts of peace. Oh, they, they're not having peace right now. They were not having peace at the time. They were frustrated every moment of the day and the night. If you read Psalm 137, it says, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down and there we wept when we remembered Zion. So they were weeping. They were in distress. But he's saying, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. They're thoughts of peace. You might be in distress now, but they're thoughts of peace. And not of evil. To give you an expected end. Oh, the Babylonians think they're going to decide your end. Can I talk to somebody this morning? That have some situations that are suggesting that your future is over. You are in a difficult place. Where every time you try something, it seemed not to be working the way you expect it to work. It seemed like sometimes you take 10 steps forward, but 20 backwards. And every time you save some money to pursue certain things, something comes up where you have to use it. And you're wondering if anything is ever going to work out. God is saying right in the midst of that situation, I know the thoughts that I think towards you right now. And remember, other place in, in the Bible, it says, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So irrespective of your thoughts, he said, I know the thoughts that I think toward you. And there are thoughts of peace. You might not be having that right now, but my thoughts are thoughts of peace and an expected end 
Wow. God, I'm embracing that expected end for my life this morning. The situations might not suggest that it is going to happen, but I am embracing that expected end this morning. And the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ is what makes that possible. You know, he spoke that to Israel while they were in Babylon. But, you know, we were messed up without God and without hope. He said, I, I still know the thoughts that I think toward you. You know, our thoughts go up and over and around and all that kind of stuff and can't even settle. Today we believe. Lord, I believe. Tomorrow it don't. We, we, we think it don't look like it's going to work out, but God is settled in his thoughts about you. That I know, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. They're thoughts of peace. And to give you an expected end. I want to remind you that when Adam was created, he was not just the face of the human race at creation. But all human beings were in Adam. He represented more than just an individual. He represented the entire human race. He was the father, the source of the entire human race. Adam was not only the face of the human race, as I said, at creation, all human beings, the entire human race was in Adam. So he represented mankind in that way. And I remind you that that is why when God wanted Eve, he never went back to the earth to create another individual. He went to Adam and took Eve out of Adam because the entire creation was already in Adam. So all seven billion, seven and a half billion of us that exist today, and the billions that have died, was in Adam. We were put into Adam by God Himself. So what? Whatever Adam did would affect all of us because all of us were in Adam. So when Adam sinned, because all of us were in Adam, all sinned. That is why the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And when Adam died, because God told him, the day you eat of that tree, you will die. When Adam died, all of us died. So the truth is, you died before you were even born. What a situation to find yourself in. You died before you were born. So that is why the resurrection is so important now. So it is in those situations that 
And in that context, that we want to wrap our thoughts around Jeremiah 29, verse 11. That while you were dead in trespasses and sin, here comes the word of the Lord to you. I know the thoughts that I have towards you. Not to leave you in sin and death for the rest of your life, but to give you an expected end. Oh, Israel could not see a God-expected end while they were in captivity. But God, through the resurrection, made it happen. Some of us here, 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago, you couldn't see a meaningful uh, expected end. Your mind was all over the place, maybe going to Dubai or Canada or America or wherever in pursuit of an expected end according to your thinking. He said, I know. So according to Ephesians, we were dead in trespasses and sins. Walk according to the course of this world without God and without hope. But the resurrection gives us hope that this morning we can say we have triumphed through the blood of Jesus. We have triumphed through the blood of the Lamb. And the weapon formed against us shall prosper. Jesus is the only real deal. The only real hope that we have. Any real hope in this life is linked to the redemptive work of our Lord Jesus Christ. A positive expected end is linked to the redemptive work of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is only possible through the resurrection. The resurrection gives hope. And the relevance of Jesus outweighs religion. Because, you see, because the resurrection gives hope and he's the one who died was raised again on our behalf. The relevance of Jesus outweighs religion, outweighs culture, outweighs ethnicity, outweighs dispensation. The relevance of Jesus is far above we can ever dream or imagine. This is why we have to embrace the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, the relevance of Jesus is so important to life and victory and triumph that even the religions that don't want to believe in Jesus, they realize that Jesus is the real story, so they have to include him in their story, even though they don't believe in him. Sometimes they relegate him to a prophet. Oh, yeah, he was a prophet, but he wasn't God. They would say all kinds of stuff. But he's so relevant that they can't leave him out of the story. 
Because it is the name above all names. You walk into any public place and call the name of any of the gods that they parade around the place. The idols. Selassie. Buddha. Allah. Doesn't carry the weight. But you open up your mouth anywhere and say, Jesus! Oh, current power start reverberating over the place. There is power. There is life in Jesus. The Bible says that he is the chief cornerstone. Without him, there is no hope. And even those who would want to discredit the story of the resurrection still have to come to a place that there is no hope without the resurrection. And they need to come into understanding. One time, the Sadducees came to Jesus. Remember, the Sadducees were the set of people who did not believe in the resurrection. So they came to Jesus and said, well, according to the law that Moses gave us, if a man marry a woman and the man die, then the brother is supposed to marry the woman, that same woman, and raise up seed. And we have a situation where a man married a woman, didn't have children with her, and he died, and the brother married a woman and died, didn't have any children, and then the, the third brother married a woman and didn't have any children with her either, and it went up to seven. I'm just kind of thinking, what is the name of that woman? <laughs> Don't tell that to any woman today, right? But seven men end up marrying the one woman. So our point to you, Jesus, is in the resurrection, whose wife will she be? Which of the seven? Because all seven marry her. And Jesus took them to school a little bit. He said, listen, you don't even understand the scripture. Because in the resurrection, in the new life, They're not given to marriage. So there ain't no situation about man and woman and whose wife. You better enjoy marriage in this life. Because when you get beyond there, ain't no, nothing about um, marrying and all that kind of stuff. The, all, the whole message and uh, thing about the resurrection is hope. In fact, we who are on earth, the Bible talks about those who are dead in Christ will rise and all of that. And the whole purpose of that resurrection is the hope that we have in our Lord and Savior, 
Jesus Christ. The purpose of resurrection is that we have an expected end. And all that I'm saying to you this morning is that whatever your situation is, please know this morning that you have an expected end because of the resurrection of Jesus. Whether it is health situation, you're believing for restoration of family or whatever it is, because of the resurrection, you can have an expected end. See, when God created man, he never created man to operate under a system where death ruled over him. So when Adam sinned and death came with that sin, Jesus had to act because that wasn't the environment that he created man because death speaks to separation. And of course, in this case, it speaks to separation from God. When Adam died, God never created man to be separated from himself and to be ruled and governed by darkness. When the, the, death started to rule over man, God had to act so that we can have what he intended for us. As I said, he never created man with the intent that we would be separated or detached from him because in John, he said, without me, you can do nothing. So he always wanted us to be in fellowship with him. Man was created to remain attached to his source so that he could be adequately supplied by his source in order to fulfill his functions here on earth. That was lost when Adam sinned and death came. God sent his son Jesus to die for us, to be raised from the dead so that what he initially intended for us could be restored, that we can walk in victory. So Romans chapter 8, verse 1 and 2 tells us, it says, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Because through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, according to verse 2, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. That death that strangled us for many years, that short-circuited the results that God intended for us, that death that at one time seemed to have uh, stole our future. The law of the spirit of life has given us the opportunity 
to triumph over the law of sin and death. And today, we thank God for the resurrection. We thank God for the hope, the lively hope that he has given us in Christ Jesus. So I want you to remember as you go throughout the rest of this day and this week that the resurrection of Jesus has given us hope that we couldn't buy with money. Some of us have had some great stumble in life. Whether it be near-death experience, accidents, broken relationships. I mean, no parent figure, no father in your life, no mother in your life. Many people in this house this morning, many of our uh, online partners have had great stumble in life. And it probably at one, one time stole your confidence and suggested to you that some of the dreams and aspirations that you had are now gone and you have to settle with less than you really desire. The devil is a liar. Because of the resurrection, everything, every gift, every ability that God placed in you is back on track to produce extraordinary results. And that is why today creation groan and travail waiting for the manifestations of the gifts and talents and abilities, anointings that are in you because we have hope in Christ Jesus, through Christ Jesus, because of the week of Easter. To God be the glory for the things that he has done. We have triumphed through the blood of Jesus. We thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you and have a great day. You may contact us by email at fcfmontegobay at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at fcfmobay and on Facebook at fcfmontegobay.